The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to go to uh, Joe Whitbread now, who joins us on the phone. Joe, you're Canadian, right? Oh, boy, am I. Uh, have you been on an outdoor rink? Have I been on it? I've lived, I've grown up on an outdoor rink, Marley. boy. What's your, uh, yeah. what's your, you got one, one memory that, that comes to mind? I've got so many. I mean, I raised my kids on outdoor rinks. I'm a hockey coach. I've been involved in the hockey community for a long time. I've, I've literally, uh, I think my best memory probably is growing up in small town uh, British Columbia in the interior, a young novice team, and uh, we had the wood stove and the dressing room, and, uh, and that was our that was our rink. Uh, we had to shovel in the intermissions, little novice kids with with boards, not shovels, boards that nailed together and. And, uh, and shoveling the rink, which taught us a lot of lessons that uh, many of our kids today, uh, unfortunately, might never learn. But I love it. I love everything about the outdoor rink, or the ODR, as the kids call it. The ODR. Hashtag ODR. You bet. Uh, <laughs> one thing I remember, you talk about the, the wood stoves and everything. I remember those in the dressing room. I played, when I lived in Winnipeg as a kid, I played games in, in minor hockey outdoors. And I remember uh, getting a penalty one time. I know, hard to believe. I got a penalty. And I remember going to the penalty box and looking over the scorekeeper and it kind of dawned on me why is he using a pencil on the score sheet that kind of dawned on me the ink would freeze in the pen they couldn't use a pen it was so oh, cold out they had to use a pencil on the score sheet i remember getting given a uh, a toque for christmas uh, an awesome um, amazing toque i believe it was a, a, a team canada or something well well before the marketing of, of hockey but i remember getting a toque with a pom-pom on it and i immediately cut the pom-pom off because you guessed it it would not fit under my hockey helmet absolutely right if you're going to have a hel- uh toque you got can't have a pom-pom it doesn't no. have a helmet that's classic that's great uh joe we didn't get you on to talk about outdoor rinks but i appreciate you uh, chiming in on it we got you to in to talk about social media a little bit and i and i want to talk about what social media is is correct the correct one for everybody else uh, first off can a person live a reasonable life without being on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the case may be? How, how easy or how difficult do you think it is to live without social media right now? Oh, gosh, it's a great question. Of course, of course. We can live with all this stuff. We can still drive vehicles that don't have computers and push button and touch screens, too. But we don't. Um, they're there in front of us. We can still have thermostats where we have to move a nodule back and forth, but we don't. We purchase thermostats that uh, somehow, you know, make us connected or have voice uh, recognition. We can still vacuum carpets uh, without turning on a robot to do it for us, but we don't. And so, of course, we can live a reasonable life and do that. But we have chosen collectively as a society, many, although many of your listeners will be like, well, no way. I certainly haven't. This is a component of our society now, and it is very likely, specifically in, in, uh, you know, the older, I'm a 43-year-old with with three, uh, you know, grown kids now, and we are connected to the people we love sometimes um, through necessity. So grandparents are joining Facebook or even Instagram or Snapchat so that they can check out what our kids are doing. And, And the reason is we just stopped phoning our moms uh, on on Sundays, and we started posting their hockey tournament or their swim mm-hmm. meet or their dance recital. Well, the m- grandmas love the Facebook because they can keep track of everybody, right? 
Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a reporting, you know, it's a way to report. And that brings up, a you know, an interesting point and, and something that we are, I, I believe social media is in its adolescent stage. Um, if you imagine what it was like being an awkward teenager growing up, a preteen, a teenager going through all the changes that you were going through, social media certainly is doing that right now. Um, and we're growing with it as, as a culture, as a society, as a, as a humanity. And it's not all good, but there are some good and positive things that I'd like to focus on because certainly the negative gets perpetuated plenty in the news. And there is plenty of negative when it comes to our social media use. But what's positive about social media and reflecting on your conversation with Pauline earlier in the hour is that we have an opportunity now to promote the passions and the things that we're good at. Certainly the things that we have to get paid and bring in and and earn a salary for, but we're teaching kids when we speak in schools and adolescents about uh, the opportunities now to promote the passions, the things they're really good at. Take the ODR. You can take a GoPro or your phone out and you can uh, show yourself picking off some pucks or or the water bottle from the top of the rank and and you can send that in to junior teams uh, or, or scouts or other people. This has been done where you can get some extra training or maybe you're a really talented musician and play the piano and and you can show that off. So we have an opportunity now on social media to promote ourselves to earn opportunities in the things we actually want to get paid to do. We're talking with Joe Whitbread, who's the principal owner of Joe Social Media, and we're talking about social media and what to use and how to use it and where to use it. Here's my biggest question. Uh, My concern is, okay, I'm on vacation. I just took a picture of a beautiful sunset. It's a great picture. I want to post that. Do I post it to Twitter? Do I post it to Instagram? Do I put it on Facebook? Do I put it on all of them? Are people getting tired of seeing everything three times? Uh, it seems to me that uh, I, like, I just don't know what to use for what. Is there a distinction that Twitter should be for this, Instagram should be for this, Facebook should be for that? What's the, the simplest rules you can tell me about that? Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, LinkedIn is a business platform. There is uh, an allowance to talk about business on LinkedIn, and you should be. You should be promoting yourself uh, so that you can rise that corporate ladder or achieve opportunity in other places on LinkedIn. Facebook is a place for personal connection. There's Facebook business pages where people in business and your personal brand as it relates to the things you do can come alive, but for the most part, your Facebook should be used for personal connections, friendships, and family. Uh, Twitter is a, is a public platform. You should consider yourself a local uh, known individual. Certainly, you should be attached to a real picture and a real name. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, aliases out there, and it's a place where negativity uh, perpetuates pretty fast, and that's unfortunate. So we never encourage uh, to be uh, an invisible entity. It's real easy to pound your fist in the air and, and have road rage on Twitter if you don't have to stand behind a picture. And I know you and, and your colleagues realize that in the media. So Twitter is a place where you're a public figure and a public citizen, and you should behave accordingly as though you're in a job interview, and, and you should say and stand behind what you say. And then place is uh, like Instagram or certainly for photos, but it is a photo depiction of, of your reality. Um, it should be real. Uh, we always see what's pretty and what's, you know, a turkey dinner for Thanksgiving on Instagram is certainly beautiful. We never get to see, uh, as my colleague, uh, my, my business partner, the other Joe, uh, says all the time, we never get to see the dirty kitchen countertop or the floor afterwards. It's always beautiful. So we have to show some reality. And as we evolve through the adolescence of social media, the realities are going to start to really pay off and bend benefit certainly our adolescents and those who are taking it seriously as adults. You kind of touched on it a bit. There's a huge difference between social media for personal use and social media for business use. It's Im- it's almost imperative now if you're in the business world that you need a social media presence. 
Yeah, it really is. And, and we, we call this personal branding. And it's really easy for people in your line of work, and, and certainly I have journalism and, and, and radio and, and, and media training and background. And I know you understand this, but for your listeners, it's important to understand what media training is. Media, media training for people like you and me and athletes and, and, and others that we see all the time who are public figures. Um, what that's teaching us is how to portray our brand or our image. It's always been around. It's funny that social media has been a sort of the, the, the key moment in our, in our societal development that this has become forefront, but you've always had to portray yourself, whether it be a job interview where you've had to dress up in your best duds and do your hair and your makeup and all the rest, uh, or whether it's to polish off your resume for that next job. We've always had to portray ourselves. Social media allows us to do that with a marathon, not a sprint. It's a long game, and so every post and every brand image we see of you or the things you're good at or do is going to benefit you in the long run for opportunity. And those who have a motive and a strategy to this end are the ones who will be successful in their opportunities. So I always liken it to public transit. You can certainly live uh, a quality life, many people do, in the big centers without a vehicle. But there's a lot you can't do if you're always having to take the bus. And if you buy that couch, you're going to have to borrow a vehicle. And if you if, if you can't get to the hockey game, well, you're going to have to get a ride if, if the buses are, are, are not going your way. And so you can live a quality life without social media, without a vehicle. But it's a lot easier if you make a way for yourself on social media through positive approach and through personal branding and through good digital citizenship and you'll find that opportunity will follow quite simply now i don't know if this happens already uh it probably does and if it doesn't it probably should and i think it probably will but we're gonna have to start educating the kids aren't we like aren't aren't we gonna have to start having social media classes in school now well and and we do morley and and you know what a first time caller long time listener i grew up listening to you on oilers broadcast many many years ago and so i don't want to bring your age into this but but in case you didn't know, this is being trained in schools. Uh, my business partner and I uh, at Joe's Social Media, there's a female Joe and there's a male Joe. We're in schools all the time. And I know colleagues of ours are as well. And there's books written on the subject on why digital citizenship and cleaning up your digital history, or at least starting a digital history from as young as grade four, which is scary and should be scary for your listeners. But as young as grade four, kids are getting on the Instagram. They have YouTube channels. They're gaming, which is a social entity or a social network, and we're teaching them, along with other colleagues in the industry, on how to have a positive digital personal brand because it's going to follow them. This is the first generation that will see their potty training photos online because mom and dad posted it. We're also teaching parents why it's irresponsible to post about your children's plight. While we are proud of our kids and we want to show them off, it's important that we really take seriously every single photo that we're taking of our kids because they have to deal with the consequences in 20 years, consequences we've never had to take into account before. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, today's my eighth anniversary on Twitter, by the way. I don't know what if that's the silver or the gold anniversary. but Happy Twitter birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, I like everybody else. I, I, you know, everybody complains about Twitter, especially the negativity on there. And that's one thing I think we have to learn if we're using social media for whatever, personal use, for fun, for business or whatever. Avoiding the negativity is so tough. What's the best way to avoid that? Uh, you, you just said it. You have to avoid it. Um, and, and it's hard. And that just means ignoring. Uh, you, have to, you have to let the haters hate. Uh, it, it's not easy. It is impactful on your mental health. Uh, anyone who says otherwise, you know, isn't 
telling the truth, quite frankly. I, I speak with a, a really good friend of mine on your station, Ryan Jesperson, all the time. And, and Ryan, uh, on his show, has to deal with plenty of negative Nellies who, who call in, text in, or tweet uh, anonymously, and, and it, it's hard to take. And I get it as well. And anyone in the, in the public sector, uh, you know, certainly in politics, uh, I don't care what color stripe you, you're voting for, there are human beings behind their social media accounts, and they are treated very poorly by a public who thinks they're untouchable. And so how do you ignore negativity? Well, you don't contribute. Um, we tell kids all the time to take it offline. It can't be a fight in the ring if there's only one boxer. And so as hard as it is not to join the Facebook or the YouTube comments section or to read the comments, uh, it is important that if you see a friend or a colleague being attacked, that you send them a direct message, you send them a text, you phone them, or, of course, you talk to them in person and you say, I saw that, I don't think that, I've got your back. It's really important that we are uh, maintaining a human condition in all of this because uh, we're seeing in schools... Uh, you can imagine how difficult it is for adults to deal with negative mental health. When a 12-year-old is told something negative in the comments section or attacked, they are taking very, very, very hard, obviously, and, and, and we're seeing some major problems with that. Joe, thanks very much. I'd like to talk more, but we're running out of time. It's a fascinating subject, and it's here forever, and we're going to all have to learn to live with it, that's for sure. Uh, Joe Whitbread, uh, principal owner of Joe Social Media. You can get him at Joe Social Media or get information at joesocialmedia.com. Uh, thanks for listening back in the day. Uh, that just uh, told everyone that I'm old and you're old, but I uh, appreciate that. Thanks, Joe. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Wally. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.